Hello, and welcome to episode four of season two of the Connect Podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff. Marcus, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. Well, I'm you don't hear that too much anymore these days. Uh, people true. are generally more guarded with their, how are you? Fine. <laughs> Who wants to know? You don't want to know. Please. So I'm glad to hear you're great. <laughs> I think I'm okay too. Well, I, I'm busy because I've got to try and get ready for my trip. Yes, you're going Utah. on an adventure. An adventure uh, with my In more dog. ways than maybe Possibly we're going to talk about because we don't want to be talking about stuff. But <laughs> suffice it to say that I admire your courage in, uh, in undertaking this for reasons. But I think it's going to be great. Up to the Yukon, uh, into Alaska. Have you ever been? I've been, been to the Yukon. Uh, I didn't drive up. I flew up. Oh, Although been. we drove around while we were there. And I've been to Skagway, Alaska on that same trip. Yeah, so my Paulette's dad had used to have a gold claim up in the very northern tip of British Columbia, a place called Atlan, that you can't actually get to from inside BC. You have to fly into Whitehorse yeah. and then drive back down into BC. Yeah, it looks so, very pretty. So we spent, I think it was like a week, 10 days there. Uh, it's like 20 some odd years ago and it was awesome. It was really interesting. Very different, um, part of the world. You know? <laughs> Very different part yeah. of the world. Uh, so, so I, yeah, I think you're going to have a good time. We drove it, uh, in, in a really beat up old pickup truck when we, <laughs> that we borrowed from her dad and we actually had a mechanical problem and wound up at a little gas station slash general store, like, which is the only place for like maybe 300 kilometers and just lucky that we ran out of we had problems there or else we would have been like out in the wilderness, no cell coverage. We would have had to been waiting for the RCMP to come along or whatever. And, uh, but it was an adventure. I wouldn't do it with kids, like not little kids, but yeah, it was good. And then Skagway was really interesting. Uh, I don't know what it's like now, but at the time it's a little town, uh, on the water. And so it's a cruise ship destination. And so, the town is just dirt poor, except the main strip where all the tourists come in. Yeah, I've heard and that. And it's uh, it's Cartier, it's uh, it's Rolex. You have all of these like high end uh, brand retail. At least you did. And at a block and a half, two blocks in, it's just run down, ramshackle houses. Um, well, our original plan amazing. was amazing. Like, just so weird. Our original plan was going to be that we would uh, go down through Haines, take the ferry to Skagway, oh, yeah. and then come back up. But that little ferry trip, and it's only an hour long, is incredibly complicated. Is it? So, yeah. Well, because it doesn't run very frequently. Oh, okay. Right? Heard me. It's actually quite expensive for mm -hmm. the hour long. And it's not that far to get in, like to go from Whitehorse to Haines or from yeah, uh, no, it's it's from, not um, to Skagway. And uh, and my son's passport is about to expire, and will have expired by the time okay he flies down, so he can't come join us anyway. So oh, our, our yeah. plan, my plan, is to go to Haines and then to drive back to Whitehorse. And and, um, and even the the thing to Skagway, the border is actually quite close to Skagway. So yeah. So, uh, and my understanding is that things to, to see on the route is actually near Carcross as opposed to, as opposed to Skagway. Yeah. So, um, okay. I think it'll be great. And Whitehorse is a neat town too. Again, 25 years ago, 20, 23 years ago, it was, is, I can't see it had changed that much. So 
Yeah, you know? it's uh, I. Yeah, good for you. That's going to be fun. So your wife and, and son are joining. They're flying up, flying and meeting up. us there. And then you have a friend that is uh, joining out. Uh, She's got her own, her own motorhome. Motorhome and, and yeah, shaking it down. Maiden voyage. So <laughs> okay. Uh, so if you're tools. new, if you're new to the channel, <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe. Um, today's coffee is coffee that. Uh, that I picked up at Bonavista because I really liked it. And, uh, well, I didn't like it at the time. I've liked it since. It's really good. Ooh, it is nice. Any controversy around this particular brand? No, which is interesting that you bring that up. So our Facebook uh, page uh, in general, we post um, links to things like the coffee we try, treats we try, yep. and anything, any topics that we discuss. Right. Well, a few weeks ago, I posted a coffee that we tried from bows or bows and arrows out of um victoria i think and um got more comments on this reference to this coffee shop a uh, coffee roaster than we have on everything else combined <laughs> and um we found our 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 trigger issue our well wed apparently our wedge. The, so the suggestion is that we were racist and i'm that going we like, are yeah because because we're supporting this coffee shop. And I'm going like, what the hell are you talking about? We tried the coffee. The coffee was tasty. <laughs> yeah. And, um, well, so uh, apparently some time ago, and, and I think it's probably about a month ago now. Okay. They, uh, this coffee roaster basically identified, and, and I think they have a coffee shop as well, uh, identified that they were open f for hiring baristas. Mm -hmm. But if you were a cis white male... Uh -huh. um you're at the back of the line that's it like that's it that that's the extent it was like yeah i think it was like an instagram post or whatever it was pretty right. that was it yeah you know so and, there's legal issues around that obviously yeah um yeah because i don't think there is a uh there's no affirmative action program by the government for coffee shops <laughs> so maybe they could have been more subtle but hey listen i support um First of all, a business owner wants to increase uh, diversity, inclusivity. What's it called? Diversity, equity, and inclusivity, DEI. Um, great, you know. So presumably the person that has got a beef is not a barista wannabe. Uh, no, I think they're out of Alberta. Uh, and I somebody... think they're all related to each other. And I think... <laughs> Wait like, a I'm minute. Going like, Hang on a second. Really? I'm shocked. <laughs> well, and uh, we need to lower this just a little bit. Oh, there, there we go. go. I can see your face. Oh, okay. I don't want to look like the queen hiding behind my microphone. <laughs> so anyway, the... Um, well, I don't even know because I'm having troubles even seeing where these people came from. Right. I think they're all tied to each other. They're all kind of... Uh, um, you know, oh, boo-hoo. White people are being replaced Re replaced Great oh replacement like, theory oh like holy yeah. crap like, okay really so like, don't you have better things to do than to <laughs> troll on a podcast that has barely anything to do about <laughs> coffee downloads i know yeah so hey i i'm so impressed that they found they found us you know, like, are they are they scanning they, for these things i don't know i mean it is right. public but uh okay well like, anyhow hey everybody's entitled to their opinion um, you know, 
called a coffee shop. All it said is coffee today was bows and yeah. arrows. Like it no, was, you know, no, there was, there was I'm it. sure it showed up somewhere in, in, in maybe a, well, I think one of them feed and then they all kind of yeah. like went through, you know, if you got a problem, call the coffee shop. If you think it's call them respectfully, send them a letter. If you think it's an actual issue, you know, file a claim. There you go. Put some money into it, right? Put some effort into it. Calling yeah. a podcast tangentially. Like you can call every client. I'm going like, okay, really? Like you want to get to bows and arrows coffee from our podcast, which yeah. I mean, our Facebook page is even less, less subscribed. I mean, if, if they were a sponsor, but even then it's yeah. like, okay, great. Good to know. Thanks. We'll take it into, are you going to sponsor us instead? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, we live in a world of very fragile people. Yeah. Very fragile people. Hey, uh, so, do you got a dad joke? I do have a dad joke. Is Sparky going to join Sparky! Us? There we are. Sparky has been uh, demanding payment for being part of this, and I uh, I broke the bad news to him that, that there's no money. Well, so, just tell him uh, he'll get paid when we get paid. That's right, exactly. All right, are you ready? It's another Star Trek job. Dad. So Mr. Spock has Vulcan ears, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, what does Mr. Scott have? I don't know. Engineers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and I was flipping through, I was flipping through the dictionary uh, uh -huh. yesterday and discovered uh, a word that was spelled wrong in the dictionary. Oh yeah, what was that? Uh, well, it's wrong. Oh. <laughs> it's always spelled wrong. <laughs> if it was not spelled wrong, it would. Be spelled something that's else. right it would be spelled uh right <laughs> <laughs> i guess that could be a good you could trope somebody with that you know how do you spell wrong and then the w-r-o-n-g and then you're like are you sure <laughs> yes i'm sure <laughs> um incorrect sir what things did you learn this week oh more stuff than i, I I often learn stuff I don't want to know. So, <laughs> oh no! But today I'm going to talk about something that's I found, which is kind of cool. And we'll, there's a whole bunch of YouTube videos that we can all you can find a link to this. So there's this AI. It's a language. Uh, yeah, it's called the Generative Pre-trained Transformer Three, GPT Three is its uh, uh, short, and it's created by a company out of the U.S. Of course, uh, OpenAI. And how I tripped across this was a number of videos on YouTube where they're using two of these. They're basically a super sophisticated real-time chatbot, right? Okay. And they then have a graphical interface, which is an avatar, highly realistic avatar. So if you didn't really pay attention, it would be easily to, to be fooled to think that this is an actual person, right? Oh, okay. Facial expressions, the eye blinks. I mean, with Zoom... If you if you have a good connection, you can tell it's not real. But okay. just on a, there's a whole bunch of videos with, with computer scientists talking to the AI. But there's a whole bunch where they, they pass have, the Turing test. Yeah, very really? close to. But then they let the AI speak to the other AI. It's entirely an open ended. They don't. There's no programming. They just let these things go, and they're talking about love, and they're talking about. How long before they start talking about Nazis? Sex. <laughs> They're talking about relationships, human consciousness, and these things go on. And 
there's a little bit of inconsistency. Like, so there's one where the AI and there's a male and a female avatar. I mean, they're, they're just two AIs and, and one of them seemed to be, I wouldn't say it was glitching, but it kept asking the same question over and over again. So you sort of have a sense of, okay, there's a little bit off there, mm-hmm. but man, it's like 80%. This sounds like a, a, an actual conversation between two like highly intelligent people. And like they said, the thing learns off of Wikipedia, right? So it has knowledge about all kinds of stuff, uh, Wikipedia and then just other open source. So it'll actually go, I, I don't know if it's happening in real time, but it's constantly scanning, right? And picking up context. And so these conversations are like mind blowing, right? Cause there's been some in the past where, yeah, it quickly dissolved, devolved into like nonsense. These do not. Like it's a cogent, logical. Well, the guy, cause that was super polite. To that each was other. one of the things they talked about with AIs initially, they had problems with, uh, and it was more for chats. Yeah. Like, uh, like where they would dialogue back and forth with chats and the comment was, and, and it harkens back to what I said before is that, um, eventually, uh, it degrades, it, it devolves into some reference not yes yeah like uh like so anytime you start having these chats they start getting meaner and meaner and then yeah they devolve into yeah now this is obviously a small sampling you know what that's why they're putting it on the internet that's very cool but the conversation do not devolve it it remains that's good and they're so polite that's what my son said you can tell they're not really people because they're really polite (laughs) some people are polite (laughs) some people are polite but not everybody but everything's oh thank you i'm glad you asked that question you know allow me to retort and then it but the the concepts that these things are throwing around and and kind of debating, it's just like, wow. So uh, what do I call it? GPT three, and I think there's a GPT four now that's supposed to be even more advanced. Hmm, um, so it just blew my mind. It's like how far these things have come. Very cool. Yeah, this is really good coffee. It is pretty good coffee. It's from uh, some ladies in Bonavista, Newfoundland. Interesting. Do they hire cisgendered men? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they hire them to crush the beans with their tears. <laughs> hey, did you hear that the whiskey war got resolved? Uh, I'm not familiar with the whiskey war. It's been going on since 1984. Okay. It's one of the longest running uh, disputes. and In the uh, world of what? Well, it, it's 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 a, a a war over land. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, what part of the world? So it's between Greenland and Canada. So Canada has okay. been involved in the whiskey war. Did we win? Well, it's like anything. There. It all depends on. It all depends on your perspective. On whose side you're on. Yeah. Okay. So in 1984, there's this. So there's this division between uh, Greenland and I think it's Ellesmere or it might be Baffin Island. Okay. Okay. But, but basically there is a, a line that was drawn and there is this line called Hans Island. Yes. H-A-N-S. Yeah. That is right on the line. Right. Now what country it's, is it Norway? It's, it's Denmark. Denmark. That's right. So um, a bunch of Canadians showed up uh, in 1984, planted a Canadian flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they left a bottle of Canadian rye whiskey at the bottom. <laughs> and they claimed Hans Island for Canada. Right. And then sometime later, the Danes showed up 
replaced the flag with a Danish flag. Right. And left a uh, an Aquavita, uh, bottle of Aquavita, which okay. is kind of like every, every it's, it's kind of Danish whiskey, but it's more like grappa. Okay. Right? Okay. And, uh, and um, left a bottle of that and then a, a letter saying, you know, welcome to Denmark. Denmark. And yeah, you know, um, it would have been more creative if they'd left a Danish. <laughs> exactly. What is this oh. Danish doing? Hey, yeah. wait a minute. We'll bring our Timbits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, or maybe Bieber balls. Oh, hey, well, we can't make fun of Justin Bieber. He's oh, he's uh, now got cold brew. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So now they've released a Bieber Bieber brew, which is a cold brew. Yeah, but he's got is it Hunt's disease? Like half his face is paralyzed. Yeah, it's some like kind a, it's like infection? a Bell's palsy. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's something Hunt's. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, the same thing. It's and it's tied to the nerve that right. connects to the ear. Man, not good. No, apparently you can go deaf from it. Apparently, it can also be permanently paralyzed. Like some yeah. people, I guess most people recover, but it's not always a for sure thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, not that I'm a big fan of his music, but hey, uh, wish him all the best. Yeah, that's that's spooky stuff. It's not good. No. Um, so, anyways, the whiskey war. So, what's been the resolution? So, been, so about once a year, it's been traded back and forth, yeah, yeah, and back yeah, and forth. Yeah. It's the most polite war ever. <laughs> of course. Um, in 2011, they decided to sit down and negotiate over it. Okay, so 11 years ago, and just recently. They have decided the resolution of who owns Hans Island. Who is it? And just be aware that it is a barren rock. The Americans. No. The Chinese own it and uh, bought it when no, it was No, they looking. divided it into. <laughs> so half is it's Danish. The perfect Canadian half Danish. Half is Canadian. Right. And I think they may have exchanged more whiskey. But it's called the Whiskey Wars. It's Can... one of the longest running wars. And it is the first time in like. 20 some odd or 30 years that borders have changed in North America. Wow. And the last time was when uh, Dutch Antilles broke away from the Netherlands, I guess. So, so a while ago. So <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> well, here's what I want to know. And this is super important. I, I, is Denmark part of the European Union? Yes. Okay. So now we have a shared border with the European Union. Yeah. That to me seems important, given where things are going on this continent. Yeah, maybe we can connect. You know? We can say, "Hey, well, we're part of the Europe." Well, well, I, 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 I would not I, be surprised if some people at high levels are are thinking about this and going, because you know, we're in terms okay. of our culture, in some respects, we're a little bit more. Well, I'm not sure we that be Greenland, the UK. I'm not sure Greenland is, is actually, out. We're in. Not sure Greenland's actually technically part of the EU. I believe so. Denmark is, and Greenland is like an autonomously controlled region of Danish. True, but we're somewhere. close, closer, close, one yeah. step closer. That's right. Yeah, I think we should also buy the Turks and Caicos, uh, which they've been talking about for. I don't know if you have to buy them, but we could we could make them the eleventh province, and uh, that'd be cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. Interesting. I do so think I love, I love the. I do uh, think that would be a great idea to have a, a Caribbean a warm, destination. A warm spot. Part of, yeah, that would be great for Canada's everybody. It would be we're good for Turks and Caicos. It would be good for exactly. Canada. Exactly, Canada's yeah, direct flight favorite province overnight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
so the other thing I learned is, um, so you know how, you know what a crystal is, right? Like what's a crystal? A crystal? Yeah. You mean like the different scientific definition? Yes. Uh, what's well, a lattice of atoms, right? That has like a, a fairly regular pattern, although there can be. You're doing awesome. Disconnections. They're not 100% perfect. You're right. Right. So, so a crystal is basically a, a material that has a repeating pattern. Yeah. So no matter where you go, it's. Yeah. Like that's what makes diamonds, diamonds so hard are, because it's a it's a, a very repeating. A lattice of carbon yeah, non-carbon. Three-dimensional. Like a, so apparently, just recently. Time crystals. They created a time I crystal. I heard about this. In a quantum Physics computer. Physics girl. Um, yes. YouTube channel, not a sponsor. So the idea with uh, time crystals is that basically you create uh, not only it's basically an entity that that can reverse back and forth and it's interchangeable. So it has the same structure and it has to do with spin of uh, of of the the particles with yeah, that's right. So, but uh, and it can only be created. It doesn't ex actually exist in physical form. It exists in virtual. Form, well, it, it exists in the quantum computer. You have to have right. a quantum computer in right. order to actually have the time crystal. But they were able to create a time crystal that exists in, and it basically has no directionality, right? Whereas right. normally you can't have because the so way does that time mean works, it would be it can go back and forwards in time. And so would no that difference. mean it would be uh not subject to entropy then that's correct right and that's because it's a quantum times thing. moving arrows uh for not, those of you who are not into physics is the constant uh, movement towards chaos right? right measured by entropy although there's people who are now debating how that works because if you look at uh, emergent um order right including potentially us um seems to go against entropy well so you're creating order, pockets of order order within, within a, general, a yeah. more chaos yeah. so it depends on where you're so much the... that we don't understand about yeah. physics and and reality well that is cool yeah but i saw that and i was like i saw that and i, they had time I actually crystals watched in star trek i right? want well this is the thing so this time like, crystals it's true it's happening it must be yeah um the other thing is that um well, I mean, it sounds so sci-fi, and it's just it's it's real. I I watched the video twice, and I still don't entirely understand it, but uh, sounds very cool. Yeah. Um, and the third thing I learned, uh, and I sent you a link about it, was these Klondike papers. Yes. So there's a, a lawyer out of Calgary. It's His like name the, is uh, David Wallace. Panama Papers or the Valachi Papers, exactly. but it's our own papers. And it's uh, it basically he is. Uh, he was hired for, and has been hired for a long time by by the UCP and the Canadian uh, Progressive Conservatives um, for um, uh, as a fixer. Yeah, and then the whatever underlying cabal of uh, globalists. Uh, what are they called there? Uh, oh, this uh, this uh, uh, the thing that uh, the Sebastian. The... No, the thing that Stephen Harper's the head of. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it starts with an S. Yeah, it's I like a remember. it's like a culty churchy thing. Well, no, but he's also part of a a, a global like government um, thing that like Modi and in India, all these guys, all the conservative movements are tapped into this. I want to. It's not the UDE, but I can't remember. You'd think, given the seriousness of it, I would recall it. 
for the moment. Anyhow, I was like blown away. I haven't looked into it yet because frankly, I don't think I have the energy right now to to find out the truth. But I was it it's seemed a lot. It's fascinating. Sixty four hundred pages of document. Yeah. And um, wow. Now, it, what's this guy's? Well, he's just, I guess he's disenchanted. Like he's he's had enough? He's like, this goes too far? Until recently, he was a conservative political fixer. Right. His job was to help politicians. He's talking about dry works and wet works, in other words. And he only did dry works. Yeah, well, so wet works being actually taking people out. Yeah. Uh, In Canada. That's what's happened to Justin Bieber. (laughs) It's a a fix. But there is... They poisoned um, his Timbits. There is... Um, it's true, because you heard it on the internet. I'm trying to find the, the name of the organization wow. that... Uh, I thought it was the UDE. No, well, there's also there's also a, a, a different thing that ties to... Uh, it's like a, it's like a semi-cult. It's well-funded, and right. there's lots of money associated with it. Um, is it uh, the Illuminati? <laughs> no, but it's like the Illuminati. It is, uh, oh, the Plymouth Brethren. Why did oh, I think yes. it started with an S? Right. The Plymouth Brethren. Right. It's a secretive religious sect. Anyway, so um, they're, they're significantly involved in this conservative part. There is so much of this. Anyway, it, uh, oh, well, I'll, I'll try and read a little bit more and have on. something a little more um, uh, reasonable to talk about with respect to it. Yeah. Maybe for the next episode. As we try to not be political yeah exactly uh but it's interesting because it's uh canada's equivalent of the panama papers so oh absolutely so uh today's already 25 minutes in um we haven't even talked about anything so well we've talked about a lot of things actually so today is unusual movie experiences so yeah i can't what are your unusual movie experiences? personal uh, did, we, did we talk about prick up your ears you, you online? Did. Or was that... <laughs> you talked about it specifically as it related to first date. So okay. that, that actually kind of got me thinking. Thinking, about okay. Because so, that's probably my most unusual personal Well, movie if you think about it now, right, there's things that I've done going to movies that would be considered unusual now because nobody does it. Right? Oh, okay. So, um... I went, ah, all right, Pee Wee, tell me more. So uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I went to a drive-in. Right. And that was... And Those are making a bit of a resurgence well, for a while. kind of. And then they died off again, I think. So. Well, and uh, drive-in, so when I was a kid, I think yeah. I went to one of these all-nighter ones, and I think we might have even snuck somebody in in the trunk, and uh, trunk of the car to go, and we watched, you know, so you basically pull up to a giant outdoor movie screen, you'd hang a speak... This, this was when you still hung speakers on yeah, your window. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I was going to say like A&W used to be, but nobody knows what that is either. They used to serve, A&W right. used to serve yeah. food. You drive in. It was a drive-in. Literally a drive-in. Drive-in diner. Yeah. Drive-in. It they, wasn't a drive-through. It was a drive-in. That's right. You pulled in, and then these women on, usually women or servers on, uh, on roller women. skates. They'd be on roller skates, They yeah. came out with your tray, hung it on your window. That's right. And uh, and you'd have your, your big mug of root beer exactly. and, a, and a teen burger. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and every is... now and then some dad would forget to remove the tray and drive away with it. Or, <laughs> or close the window with the uh, electric windows and 
shatter the window. Well, and for drive-ins, as they got more, as they got more sophisticated, they actually started broadcasting on like uh, on the radio, and you'd actually tune right. your car radio to a particular station. Exactly. And yeah, because originally you had the little sound box. Yeah, but then they they decided, maybe it worked, maybe then it was all crackly. Yeah. Now Alberta is a terrible place to go to drive-in because in the summer when it's warm. Um, it's too light. It's too light. Yeah, you, like the, you would start watching the movies like at eleven o'clock at exactly. night, exactly. Like and then you, you know, yeah, yeah. And uh, and in the winter, it's dark all the time, but it's too freaking cold. It's too cold. Have, yeah, so. you got to be running your engine, and so yeah. it would be very bad. I went to a drive-in as a child as well one time, uh, and yeah, it was kind of a cool experience, right? So the Netflix of the seventies. So well, not really. Maybe twenty years ago, thirty years ago is in the early two thousands. So twenty, about twenty years ago. Yep. Um, my wife and I went to visit uh, my dad's best friend. Okay. Who uh, had an apartment in Portugal in a place called Cascash. Oh yes, okay, by no. the ocean. It's uh, well, it's very close to the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we weren't, but it is. Right. We were in. A little inland. Okay. He had this apartment. I think it was like on the third or fourth floor. And um, so uh, the interesting thing about it was, um, so Portugal is quite different from Spain. So Spain is a bigger country. Right. So when American movies come over, they will hire Spanish actors to go and uh, dub the lines. Yep. Well, Portugal is a much smaller country, so rather than do that, they just put the subtitles in Portuguese. Right. And then they broadcast it in English, which what is really interesting about that is that actually, I think, makes Portuguese speakers tend to be better English speakers because they've actually heard a lot of Of American movies and TV. Right. So we were visiting for the, for what was his name? He's passed a couple of years ago. Um, and, um, we were in his apartment. Well, his apartment backed up onto this large empty lot that they were converting into a drive-in. Very cool. So, so we're sitting on the balcony of his apartment watching a movie in English tuned to the radio and we could watch the whole movie from this apartment, you know, and have, you know, some some wine. And yeah. it, was, it was awesome. It was an amazing experience. Civilized yeah. living. What, kind of, what movie was it? Do you remember? No. No. <laughs> I don't remember the movie. Yeah. I remember it was an okay movie. It wasn't great. It was a, it was an English movie, but it was a, it was European. It was not an American movie. Okay. Yeah. Um... And I think we watched a couple movies that way. Um, it was uh, it Sounds was really like fun. cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, the drive-in eventually went. Yeah, you know, long before, right. uh, and Frere eventually sold his apartment, um, which is a whole other story. And <laughs> I imagine. Yes. Um, That'll yeah. be on our episode of real estate shenanigans <laughs> in the European Union. <laughs> um, yeah, don't own a banana plantation. Yeah, that's right. So I have a, a vague memory of being maybe 10 or 11 years old and we had a movie theater in my hometown which was a suburb of Montreal mm-hmm. and it was sort of like you know the the quintessential um small town movie house right and i remember uh, getting dropped off 
I think I was meeting friends, but, and how cool I was to be like going to a movie, like by myself, right. Or like not without, without my parents. And I think it was a double feature, a Bruce Lee movie in dubbed in French. And then the, the, not the original blob, but the rem the seventies remake of the blob, uh, which was pretty schlocky, but I just have this memory of going to the movie and watching, uh, in this, I think I went once or twice, but these, these sort of B movie dubbed into French in this little theater, maybe seated 150 people or something, okay. uh, like totally the small town suburban experience. Right. Very. Yeah. That was cool. So. Well, another interesting movie experience I had was, um, so, uh, was my first official date with my wife. Okay. Well, she wasn't my wife at the time. She was my, right. She wasn't even my girlfriend. It was our first date so we went to the princess theater in edmonton which is uh which is currently closed did you know that i did know that also the top floor is haunted <laughs> that i didn't know yeah uh so they say i don't have first-hand experience <laughs> so we went to go see this movie and it was a really unusual movie i really enjoyed it at the time it was called the brother from another planet oh yeah uh joe morton right oh, man you have got the memory like a, <laughs> like holy crap i had to look it up to, just to see who it was his name is joe morton he's been in yeah. all kinds he of he was in terminator stuff. 2 and uh he's he was in um he played uh the guy from uh, skynet the the uh the scientist he's also the father of cyborg yes recently in in uh, uh justice league justice yeah league. no good actor one of these uh Solid guys. Well, so he plays a, yeah. mute, a mute alien. So the right. alien can't actually speak. He communicates. He kind of understands what's going on, but he can't say anything. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, so I mean, I just remember this one scene where, you know, the guy asks him, where is he from? And he goes like this. And right. And points up. And uh, the, uh, they say, oh, you're from Uptown. You know, like, so they, they just fill in all the blanks sure. associated with them. And really, he's from yeah, outer space. Absolutely. And um, anyway, funny. so it was an unusual movie. It was really funny. It was really well put together. It had, yeah. um, did it have the Cohen brothers? It had some brothers. I um, can't remember. John Sales. Part. Okay. And John Sales actually appeared as one of the alien, um, um, we were hunters that were okay. hunting for this guy. Right. And um, uh, I thought That's it was, funny. that was a great, great movie. Uh, and for me, it kind of fit in with my wife's and I's relationship because it kind of really, uh, it's just, just a little quirky, a little bit off, uh -huh. but entertaining and really and fun. interesting and fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, um, and I guess the last experience that I was thinking, like I haven't had really crazy movie experiences because you basically go in a movie, you watch a movie, you leave. It's... Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but I remember in 1977 lining up for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a thing. If there was a new movie that was coming up, Whoops. Well, that was such It was a... not uncommon for you to line up. And That's right. I remember lining up before Star Wars when it was just released. So this was, you know, and uh, it was good. Yep. Um, I didn't think I went super crazy about it, but I thought it was it was really worth worth lining up for. And um, uh, but yeah, so 
I mean, when's the last time people line up for iPhones now? They That's don't line right. Up for I'm not movies. sure they even do that anymore. So I remember going to. I remember my parents took me to see Star Wars, uh, which was unusual because I didn't go see a lot of movies. I don't think they particularly enjoyed it, but mm. I did. And then I remember the year after that we went to we went to Florida, and they bought me the the first ten Star Wars action figures. I still have them. I don't have the backing cards. I remember I had them for years and I got rid of them. And now I'm kicking myself because I think if I had the backing, even though it was open and I kept really good, I still have all the accessories, all the original parts. Uh, if I had the backing cards, uh, I'd probably be retired right now. Cause no I think way. I could sell that. They're not mint, right? But they're in really good condition. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, yeah. So I still have those somewhere in the crawl space in a box. And, <laughs> but, but I remember that. Um, other interesting movie experiences, I remember, well, this is kind of funny. So when I lived in Victoria, we worked a lot of overtime. My first engineering job, we worked like crazy hours. This is, which was good because we got paid. We weren't on salary yet, you know, so we'd get time and a half for the overtime. And, uh, but we would just work ridiculous hours. And then we'd try to go see a movie on Friday, and one of my coworkers. And the number of movies that I slept halfway through, and so did he, is ridiculous. So I had this whole list of movies that I've seen like half of. You know? <laughs> so there's one called uh, Super 8, I think, with, with uh, I remember, with uh, Nicolas Cage. Well, I, I remember going to see it. I remember like nothing of the movie. Tombstone, which is such a phenomenal movie. I just rewatched it on, on Disney Plus with the kids. Slept through half of that. <laughs> So eventually we stopped going because we're like, we're just wasting our money here, right? Let's go do something else. But I remember, yeah, weekend after weekend. <laughs> well, I've got one what more. What is wrong I've with got you? one more. That reminded me, the, the sleeping through movies reminds me of one other experience that had to do with movies. So um, so I graduated from high school in 1982. Yes. And uh, so we had our grad. That's right, kids. A long yes, time a ago. Yes, a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, 40 years. Pre-internet. Pre-everything, pre really. Pre-computers. <laughs> um, so went to see, um, went to the grad. Grad was an evening affair. My mom and oh, dad were there. Yeah. And, then, uh, and, then, um, and then we went to an after-grad. So it was this. Oh, yeah. So now I went to high school in a place called Spruce Grove, which is just outside of Edmonton. It's a suburb. A lot of the students came from the rural parts of the farms surrounding mm -hmm. Bruce Grove. So this was a bush bash. Okay. Okay. And which is a Canadian tradition. Yep. Um, and it basically, uh, you don't, didn't know the location until the absolute last minute. You show up and there's like, there was a bonfire. There was tires burning. It was like all kinds of bad yep. stuff. Yep. Young people getting drunk and all this stuff. Anyway, so... That in and of itself has a whole story associated with it. But nevertheless, I was up all night. And uh, so and so were most a lot of my friends. And yep. then we all decided to go see a matinee the next morning. So none of us have really slept. <laughs> if we slept, it might be an hour max. Right, sure. Right? Yeah. So and we go to see, and the movie we decide to go see is Blade Runner. Ooh, 82, right? yeah. 1982. Right. And uh, so I go there. We'd had breakfast at McDonald's. We went in. There was like two rows of us. And I've watched Blade Runner. And I'm just like, 
big and wide eyes, sure. the whole thing. And then at the end of the movie, I'm going, I'm going like, wow, that was amazing. I turn around every single other person that I was there with. There was like 12 or 15. They were They're all out. <laughs> Everybody's asleep. Oh, they didn't see Roy's speech, man. I did not see any of that. And Tears in the rain. I thought that was so... Wake up. <laughs> Wasn't that an awesome movie? Yeah. What? Was that a movie? Yeah, exactly. Mm. This reminded me, and maybe we can end on this because I know where our time is, but so when I went to Champlain College, so of course in Quebec, you go high school, you go CJEP, Yep. And then you go to university. So Champlain, I did two years at Champlain and uh, great school. And so our, our grad from Champlain, similar, right? But not high school. So a little bit more, was in, a, in an old hotel downtown. Yeah, because you finish, you finish high school in grade 11 in, uh, at that yeah. time. And so, then you go to CJ yeah. for two years. So this has been 1986 because I graduated high school in 84, 86, two years of college before heading off to university. But so we had our grad uh in the old mount royal hotel downtown which was cool because it was getting shut down it was fun but we also the people organized there was this repertory movie theater that was also getting shut down in fact this was the last saturday that this thing was going to be open okay and so they said you guys can come and, and we'll, we'll do rocky horror picture show oh wow you know, it was you know, i have never seen that oh movie. well this was a, I, i'd already seen it once but this was like off the chart so it wasn't exclusive to us but predominantly most of the crowd was um it was a 3 a.m showing so it started at 3 a.m oh, right because oh, we were out drinking and, and carousing and they said and we don't care because we're shutting down and then they're tearing it down like in, in six weeks, right? There's a mall there now. So you guys do whatever the hell you want. So there was, I don't know, a couple hundred college students, maybe more, plus a bunch of people who are just your regular Rocky Horror Picture Show goers, right? In the full makeup. And, and then we just beat the living shit out of that place. Once the movie ended, people were up with fire extinguishers. The screen got torn. Oh, really? Oh, it was just like, like a while. And all I remember... Clearly is about 6.30 in the morning, pouring out of this theater, downtown Montreal. And there's like 200, 250 people wandering around. And there was the Dunkin' Donuts. And the staff at this Dunkin' Donuts are not expecting 250 people <laughs> to show up at like quarter to seven on a Sunday morning. You got like demanding, six donuts. Demanding coffee and we'll donuts. Cut them up in a little bit. But it was absolutely wild. Just so much fun. Uh, but yeah, I have a clear picture of that when somebody got a fire extinguisher. Turns out there's a lot of fire extinguishers in a, in a, in a theater, right? It's probably like a dozen of these goes, there's this big fucking cloud of smoke. And, uh, but the owner was like, yeah, like we're shutting down. It's like, you know, 50 years we've been here and this is it. It's the last night. So go wild. Go wild. <laughs> and, and so we did. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, what media are you consuming? Uh, just watched season uh, episode two of uh, FX Pistols on Disney Plus, okay, yeah, which is yeah. the biopic of the Sex Pistols. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazingly good, um, and very interesting story. Uh, is like that on I, Crave? Uh, no, it's on Disney Plus. Uh, what the hell is the there? stars thing? Yeah, yeah, because that's what my son says. Like this is on Disney Plus because it's pretty mm. graphic, but uh, but really well done. I am uh, watched the first episode of Miss Marvel. And uh, really liked it. It's yeah. very unusual. It's um, very much like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's what you were saying. And I know my son has seen Scott Pilgrim and he totally was agreeing. Um, it's getting a lot of nasty pushback again. Really? 
Yeah. Is it you know, because she's uh, she's Muslim? Or it's boring. It's made for children. Like we've become such a, a society of of whiners. Like not all of us, but I know social media amplifies well, on, this. Online, but it's like, online people just, will say things that they won't say in person. Well, right? it's like I can't understand why you even bother. So it's not Captain America. Great, you know, boohoo. You didn't like Brie Larson, anyways. Most of you, so go away. Uh, I think it's great. I actually liked Brie Larson. I like I liked her too, but there was a lot of you know oh, she's not really Carol Danvers. It's a it's a movie about a cartoon about a comic book. Like seriously, right? Nobody ever says uh, I'm not sure. I, I like the actress who's playing Margaret Thatcher. Right? It's not quite authentic. It's like no, because grown ups watch those shows, right? <laughs> <laughs> like actual grown ups, and I don't just mean age, but anyhow. Uh, diversity, I think it's they're it's doing a, a great. I've only seen the first episode. I love the representation of some of her family dynamics. It's obviously kind of poking fun, you know. So it would be like Kim's Convenience or Little, Little Mosque on the Prairie, where well, you're, well, the, you're uh, respectfully. The the directors are fun. East uh, East Indian, I guess. So yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're Pakistani. Somebody said. I, I, I'm not sure, but but. Clearly, they're bringing an interesting viewpoint that we don't usually see. Exactly. And it's very much like Moonlight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight was, the director was Egyptian. That's right. And you totally get that. The choice of music was awesome. Exactly. And really in interestingly I different. I think it's fantastic. And same thing with uh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, uh, yeah, there is a part of it that is a little bit like, so part of the issue too is <laughs> I have I have an Apple TV box. Okay. Right? It's one of these 4K ones. And yep. you, you have an option when you're doing it. You can either watch it in regular kind of mode or you can watch it in HDR mode. Ooh. Now when you watch it in HDR mode, it everything gets like super sharp and it's like uh it's like watching a an old TV show, right? Like uh remember how when you watch TV shows in in uh i don't know like the 90s um they were harp, hyper sharp because tv technology is how it recorded was really different yeah and yeah yeah get that okay. depth of field that's yeah. why film always looked different from right. video because video has everything super sharp sure and film there's a lot more control over your depth of field right and the background is a little sure. bit blurred and, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. actually okay a so you were watching frame. it did you find it jarring then well, so when you, yeah, so when you watch it in HDR, which is, we've been watching it because it looks kind of cool and it's a little bit different, but I don't think it really works with Ms. Marvel because with Ms. Marvel, it's like, there's too much of it is too sharp and right. super bright colors. Well, it's all. funny when we were in uh, Fernie visiting some friends, they had an HDR TV and we watched Grown Ups 2 with Adam Sandler, which is the dumbest movie. <laughs> it's the stupidest movie I've ever seen. And yet we watched the whole thing. It literally feels like these guys had a, a contract to do a sequel and they were like, I don't know what story we should do. And like, let's just make some shit up. But it's the same thing. It was in, in HDR. You just look too sharp. Yeah. It's like, you just, it's a bit jarring. Yeah. So, and it, so Cause the background is super clear, the foreground and yeah, yeah, if you're not used to it, it has a, well, you see that also with, uh, from a technical per perspective, it's, uh, it's also frame rate. So there's a certain frame rate that we're used to watching, mm. which is either between 24 or 30 frames per second. Right. And what that means is that when it takes a picture, right? Right. When, when something yeah. moves, 
right? It it may not be super sharp. You'll see a little bit of blur, right? As kind of like on. in real world. In the real world, right? <laughs> That's the thing. I don't like movie screens where it looks sharper than real world than the real world. So so the thing is is Freaks that is that if you use like a faster frame rate, like a sixty frames per second or okay. one hundred and twenty frames per second, right. there is zero blur. Right. Right? Because it's fast enough to freeze sure. the motion. So it's almost like so then it, it looks different. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a subtle thing, and it's how we distinguish film, even right. though film is all digital now. Yes. It used to be that film was on film, and there was like 30 frames per second. Hence. You had to push that frame. Unless you were like... H hence the name. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But now film yeah. refers to... And I remember when 75 digital. millimeter came out and everybody was losing their shit. Whoa. Was it 75? Right? 70, 70 millimeter. 70 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. And 70... And everybody was losing... Because there's so much more detail. Exactly. It's like, but, uh, but you still had the same frame What rate. are them scientists going to think of next? Exactly. Ultra 4K HD. Yeah. Exactly. It's realer than real. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, well, we've kind of totally devolved. we lost it. There, um, so you were watching Miss Marvel. I watched Miss Marvel, it, but it was the frame rate was wrong. Well, that, for I think this that's more my that's my yeah. TV. No, no, but so, I understand. I, yeah. I enjoyed it regardless. I so we haven't watched the second. We just haven't got around to it. But yeah, and and the actress who I'm sorry I don't remember her name. Just terrible. She's a it's her first uh, time acting. I know. So for, she, she's she phenomenal. Was, she's, she's really good. so good. She's right? really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second episode is like more like it it's it it works. Good. So um, to it. um so I wa I've watched too much stuff. I am caught up with the boys, and apparently the the only thing there's only one episode left, and it's gonna be called Hero Gasm, and it's gonna be apparently like ah. apparently <laughs> apparently in the comics it's uh crazy. It's like they're daring you to watch it. I know. <laughs> I would dare you to watch I'm, this. I'm not sure. You uh, cisgendered male you. Because basically right now, <laughs> there is almost nobody in the the show who's in, who you like. There's right. basically right now, there's, there's this relationship between two people, um, Huey and Starlight, that are... Okay. Th that relationship is the only thing that's good. Okay. Everybody else is awful. Is awful. It's just varying degrees of awful. Right. Now, Giancarlo Esposito is... Uh, Who's Giancarlo Esposito? He played Gus Fring in Breaking Bad, and he played Grand Moff, whatever, in The Mandalorian. Oh, no, it was The Book of Boba Fett. No, sorry, it was The Mandalorian Season 2. He was... So he's... Uh, um, He's in the in the in the boys. Yeah, he's sort of. I think in season one or two, he tells uh, who's the guy that the Superman type like Homelander. Guy. Homelander. He basically <sighs> reads Homelander the the riot act. You know how he, they he like everything about him belongs to the corporation. So he's the CEO guy. Oh, Stan Edgers. Yes. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. That's not Joe Morton who played. No, that. no, Giancarlo Esposito. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. He was a similar actor in some respects. Gus Fring in yeah. Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, so so uh, terrifying so, guy. Yeah, he's it, it's uh, the only other relationship that's kind of good is the relationship between um, Frenchie and I can't remember what it is uh, Kiko Kiko. Okay. And uh, but anyway, I everybody really else yet. is just varying degrees of 
bad and it's not good like there's why do we why do we watch these things it's like ozark uh, yeah you know i i suspect it's very much already had a bunch of characters die and from what i understand i'm trying to avoid like a lot more die it's like a show in four seasons like almost every character is gonna die exactly well and and awesome and uh (laughs) i don't know why but it's just like okay (laughs) so i watched stranger things now stranger things like there's all this reference to this kate bush song it it was only part way through like the first episode yeah that was it and somehow it exploded is it uh she's got the she's the first person to have two top like the same song what song is it is it it's it's uh, running up the hill the deal with god Right. And it's uh well, a bunch 30, of her... 37 years apart. Yeah. A bunch of her stuff is now finding resurgence, right? Yeah. Uh, Withering, um, there's, Withering she wrote Heights. a song about Withering Heights. I mean, that's deep inside, man. I remember reading Withering Heights in high school and going like, holy crap, this is, or I guess it would have been college. Uh, you know, this is a tough book to get through. And then she writes a pop song about it. Well, she was discovered Heathless. when she was 16. Yeah. Protégé of Peter Gabriel's, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, but it was some, it was, uh, the person that found her or discovered her was tied with a different band. Oh. Um, it might've been Fleetwood Mac or something. Like that, okay. But, but anyway, um, yeah. I'll, I'll find out. Um, so you're so enjoying Stranger, Stranger Things? I'm enjoying Stranger yeah. Things. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's, I'm not, again, I'm not sure where it's going. I'm not sure if I'm an episode or finished episode two or three, but. So I'm behind. Yeah. Um, I'm for season, season four. two. Yeah. So. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi has only got one left. It's going to get resolved tomorrow morning. At yeah. Three in the morning. I think we've only watched the first three. So don't, no spoilers, please. Are yeah. you liking it? Is it good? Oh, it's good. It's, uh, yeah. but the, the last, I heard it's, the, the, so good. I think I told you last week that the, that episode was the shortest one. The, the one this, this past week is even slightly shorter. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, right. I mean, right. they're dividing it up. I don't know if that means they're going to make the last one longer or probably, uh, but, yeah. uh, anyway, there's a lot to be resolved. I have no idea how it's going to get resolved. So rumors are, uh, Qui-Gon comes back well there's also supposed to be this uh the there's a rumor that this uh quinlan rue which is part of star wars canon in uh the clone wars and all this yeah stuff, yeah is yeah somehow going to show up we'll see <laughs> who knows he's referred to earlier in the series but um, he yeah. hasn't showed up yet so okay well we'll see um it'd be awesome if liam neeson puts in an appearance so oh that would be very cool uh, well, I thought there was a cloaked figure at the beginning, which turned out to be uh, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. I thought that was Quinlan Roo. Oh. But, or not yeah. Quinlan Roo. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. And, but no. Oh, that in the desert? Yeah, in the when desert Obi-Wan when he, sees he him there. Yeah, that was actually thought, kind of spooky. I thought that was... Qui-Gon. Yeah. Qui-Gon, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and Maybe uh, he'll just put it... It'll be like the, the, the dialogue from Taken. Listen to me very carefully. Yeah, I, have I have a particular a, set of I skills. Was, I will find you and I will kill you. That's Ooh, not a very good lead. We need to wrap it up. And Strange New Worlds, again, awesome. Isn't it amazing? It is. I can't get over it. I can't get over how This good one it I'm is. a little worried about. It looks kind of goofy. It could be funny. This the Which one? Like the sneak preview for this week's. Which that's, one is? Uh, they're all in costume. And I think it's like some alien entity is forcing them 
so it's a little it it has shades of there was a really terrible ds9 episode where they were forced to play some uh board game and then there was when q made uh the tng cast uh relive uh robin hood right <laughs> then there's the original series when they were doing well, there's a couple. There's one where they were doing. Well, the maybe it would so it's be, one of these. Maybe it alien would. makes them play a role against. So they're all dressed up like medieval knights and and wearing like bodices and. So we'll see. But but this <laughs> cast has been so good. Well, it's like like so one of the episodes, and how quickly they've kind of gotten to one the of characters. The episodes of the boy. There's a dance sequence. Okay. And you're going like, what? Like if you've watched any of the boys, you're going like. What? Yeah. But there is a brief dance yeah. sequence. I mean, it does make sense in the context of it. Right. Uh, but um, I thought Strange New Worlds, that particular act uh, actress, they, is uh, Jesse James Keitel. Yes. Not very distantly related to, to Harvey Keitel. Oh, um, really? And he's a trans, okay. trans, transgender actress. Actor? Actress. Right. Now, apparently she uses uh, uh, she, uh, her pronouns, okay. but the character she played was uh, was using uh, they, them. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I uh, I didn't clue in during the episode. I just thought unusual looking individual. Um, I thought really kind of actually captivating. I thought, was, you know, I thought, like, thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. And uh, they didn't make a big deal out of it. Um, I was only trying to figure out who this actor, right. actress, actor was. And um, afterwards, and it was only then that I realized that, uh, and so I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it wasn't germane to nope. to the episode. I did think that when she turned evil, she was a little, a little twirling the It was a little over the top. A little over the but top. But again, But she was really good, fun. particularly before that. Yeah. Like, she was convincing. Yeah. And then the reveal that ties us back to Star Trek V Cybok, Cybok, which uh, has always been a bit of a contentious thing in canon. And again, I was just like, that's awesome. So we'll see if we actually see him or if it was just a little... I suspect they're going to see him. Yeah, it's just Uh, Spock's half-brother who is the Vulcan with feelings. So for our next episode, I think we have... I have two suggestions. Okay. You pick which one you want. That sounds good. We need what pandemic, what activities did you do before the pandemic that you have not continued to do after the pandemic? Oh, hula hoop uh, okay. competition. Or the other one is how do you go about planning for your trips? <laughs> oh, very timely. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that one. Let's do the planning right. for the trips. And sounds then good. the next one we'll do is right. pandemic. Okay. Good. Have a great week. Yeah. You too. So on behalf of Mark, uh, Sparky and I, We'll see you on the next one. Unpaid spark. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.